0: Welcome to LJ Sports Talk Show here. I'm your co-host, Gage Elliott, alongside of me, Evan Tabor, Sam Delatorre, you know the drill. Uh, we got some nice, juicy topics. I mean, there it's it's getting a little wild in here. Now football season's over. I mean, it's, it's getting juicy, I'll tell you that. Um, today, we're not diving into shit, I'll tell you that. We're going straight, well, I guess, it, you know what, fuck it. We're just going right into the Pats Parade, pick up where we left off. I mean, how about them Patriots? How about the Patriots fans? I love it. I love it. I mean, there's, I mean, not lying, we're going to pick up right where we left off. There were Cox in Goodell's face. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I don't know if anybody else saw that, but they had pictures of Goodell, Cox going in his mouth. I mean, it was great. It was good stuff. Uh it all started with Patricia Matt Patricia's t-shirt Goodell wearing a... <laughs> the clown nose. The clown nose. I yeah. mean, that's comedy. I didn't see and that man, com- I, I just seen Tom Brady had a commercial that uh, said, Roger that. And it like, threw, yeah, a jab, threw a jab at uh, Goodell. And it was a commercial for some fucking no-name brand. But he, he said, Roger that. And the commercial, uh, you could tell it was a shot at Roger Goodell. I, I mean, he's probably the most hated man in Boston right now. It's let's, Dude, I feel like he's almost... The most beloved too, because he's the one that got Tom Brady all riled up. The revenge tour? Yeah, everybody like, thank you, Roger Goodell, for stirring the pot. You didn't need to, but you got Tom Brady all all fired up for this year. So, thank you. Thank I mean, you, Mr. Goodell. Earlier, you were over here chirping, saying, will there be any any repercussions to you these fans? You never know. And, oh, bullshit. He, hey, people have well, gotten gonna, fined for worse than Goodell's the gonna fans put his going down. Nuts. Jealousy to put his foot. Hey, There was a cock in my face earlier. Uh, you no, know, he's not. That's he's he's already done enough damage in Boston. People. He's staying the fuck away. People writing fuck Adell on the rooftops in the <laughs> snow. Dude, the best part of that damn parade was, I seen some fans through Gronk fucking oh beer, yes through Gronk beers and <laughs> like dude he probably crushed easy. 30-rack, other Dude, than that parade. He, and he, I haven't just seen a picture with him with a shot like a shot glass bottle, like a little shot glass bottle, like a beer, a Bud Light in one hand, <laughs> and a little shot glass bottle in the other hand, like just pouring them both into his mouth. Like, dude's a fucking monster. He's, he's a definition of a fucking college kid. You know what I'm really surprised about with that situation? Like, everyone has been super receptive. Like, they've been, like, hell yeah, wrong. Like, I'm surprised there's no analysts out there saying, you really want your tight end who's Rich getting hurt drunk, all the time doing this? Yeah, like. He's just such a likable guy that no one's going to go out of their way to like try to question and say, oh, you're injured and you're out here shotgunning beers on the fucking main stage or whatever the hell he was doing. I mean, I mean like, for, for me, going into the Super Bowl and obviously vast amount of previous years, there has been a strong hatred for the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Not these fuckers again. Not these guys in the Super Bowl. I still And, hate now, them. and now I feel like after this last win, people are just in awe. They're respecting Tom Brady as the GOAT. And I just feel like the hatred has gone down a little bit. I I it, don't know. Is it maybe well, just I th- me? I think it helps. It helps out with. First of all, I think that you look at it this. What Tom Brady gets suspended that four games could have been a blessing because you give him four games a rest. And at his age, yeah, at his age, and you don't look like this. All know Tom Brady's good. No, I've heard this multiple from multiple different sources. That could have been a blessing because you, you know, the Patriots. The Patriots could have got an zero and four and still would have won. Well, they only lost one game under Brady this year. Yeah. So, th- they could have won 11 if they could have won, won, won four, lost one with Brady, won 11-5, still made playoffs, and still won the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is, those four games didn't mean shit to the Patriots. Like, and you resting Tom Brady, like, I think they, like since you got to up in age, why not do it every fucking it, year? Yeah, if you take a step back and look at the whole thing, Yeah. it was, it was great for the Patriots. Yeah. It got Tom Brady fired up. Yeah. revenge tour, the whole nine yards. It got Boston fans all fired up, especially against Goodell. It it vastly increased the value of our backup quarterback, Garoppolo. which well, so yeah, that... actually, I mean, that's a blessing and a curse. Because, one, I bet you Belichick didn't want to show his hand with what he had in Garoppolo, because now all these teams are to be on his damn doorstep asking for him. Yeah, that's a good thing, because you can probably rob a team like the Bears or the Browns well, and they, right, get TNC, more value. But what if they wanted to keep him for after Brady yeah, well, goes and – you just showed his I'm hand up sure how good we'll could find another man. Well, yeah, but, I mean. I mean, teams see what happened with <laughs> Brock Osweiler when he went to the Texans. They paid him all that money, and he didn't do shit, right? He didn't do jack shit under that big contract. And then, so, are, is a team going to pay that much? Are they Are going to give up that much to get Garoppolo? A dumbass I, team probably will. Dude, they, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're just going to, it's. Never ending, because there's always going to be a dumbass team, the Browns, the Texans. It's going always going to be a dumbass team out there that's going to pay big bucks, going to give a good nice little r- first round, second round, something ridiculous. I heard that's all the Patriots will accept for him, is a first really? round, yeah. So, I mean. Just please don't send him to Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, that man doesn't have a shovel to his name, so. <laughs> going back <laughs> to what uh, Gage was saying, though about how Patriots are way more set to the league and people kind of honoring Tom Brady and not being super pissed they won the Super Bowl this year. I think the, the reason you're seeing that too probably this year, not just – I think a lot of people realize that Tom Brady's getting old. You never know when his last year could be. Like Everybody's finally a witness, and even though they might not liked him, like him, this will be the greatest quarterback I probably will right. ever see I was thinking the, same the rest thing. of my life. But the reason that pushes him over is I feel like – Roger Goodell is hated by a lot of players in this league and a lot of people in this league. Even before the Tom Brady thing, he's been hated. completely agree. uh, I don't know how he was. He's petty-ass fines he hands out. Uh, Before, when they did the whole suspension issue uh, with Ray Rice and suspended a couple other players, right when the domestic violence thing came around, the big ordeal about it, they were saying he should have stepped down and how he handled everything. He had a lot of people mad at him already. So when you're having a guy like Tom Brady actually going to war with him, I feel like a lot of people like they already hate Goodell, and they, right. they continue their hatred and to back up their more <laughs> hatred. They're gonna take Tom Brady's side, so they're everybody's gonna start liking Tom Brady because they're they basically looking at it, A or B. I hate Tom Brady, but I fucking hate Goodell. <laughs> right. So I'm gonna go for Tom Brady, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show Goodell I'm happy Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. It's Tom's just a great, down it's, to oh, good. It's just a great like Cinderella story. Everybody likes a nice little comeback. Everybody likes I don't want to say it, but underdog. He's not an underdog, but. Suspended for four ge- of. four games and then comes back and wins the Super Bowl. I mean, everybody loves a story like that. So, oh no, it's it all comes down to one quote: "The enemy of my enemy is my friend." And everyone probably just wanted. I mean, Joe Thomas for the Browns said it. I he came out and said, "I would like nothing better but to see Goodell hand that trophy to Tom Brady," and. He might be the one that said it, but you know, like Sam said, everyone in that NFL locker room, everyone, in every locker room, wanted that to happen. Uh-huh. Like, I bet you, even, I mean, in past tense, I bet you Falcons people that were on that team and fans <laughs> look back and be like, yeah, we that was a fucking tough loss, but we got to see Tom Brady get that trophy handed to the man that did him wrong. Like, I bet if they had. If they're probably thinking if we had to lose, I'm glad we didn't and, lose nobody else. Right. Yeah, that's you can't. I like, I, but a lot of people are tearing them up, and namely, a lot of people are saying Kyle Shanahan, who's headed off to San Francisco. I, I mean, he. I mean, we'll touch on this later because, just just you, because you just did the, the play calling. That's yeah, it's awful. It was awful. He, he was had awful. a great he had a great see great season, number one ranked offense, great first half in the Super Bowl. And then just, all it takes is one drive of idiotic play calling, and people turn on you. It's just all man. I know is, I, I I've thought. I remember I said this in the Super Bowl recap that I think the Falcons will be good for the next five years. But I've heard a lot of people say that they think they have no confidence in the Falcons going the next year. They I've lost heard them, their offensive end yeah, now. Defense. They, they just fire him today, didn't they? Or something happened with him today? Yeah, soon. And lately, yeah. And it's just like. When do you ever see a Super Bowl team turning over like that? Like you know, something's going on. I, I mean, next year, I now I could I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs just with all this stuff going on. Well, this year both Super Bowl teams from the last Super Bowl right did not even make right. the playoffs. So well, the Patriots will be in the playoffs, but Falcons <laughs> on the hand. The, you never know with the Falcons, you don't know. righty. I think that's enough we, we I mean we talked a lot of football in the last two episodes and. We're gonna flip the switch over here to basketball. I mean, this this isn't college basketball. This is not NBA talk here. We're going into high school hoops. Lamelo <laughs> freaking Ball on <laughs> ninety two points last night. It's insane. It's and in, he's a sophomore right. in high school. If you're if you're just listening to this podcast and you haven't heard about this, and you hear ninety two points in a high school basketball game, which is thirty two minutes in total. You're thinking, holy shit, this guy is going to be the best basketball player to ever play. But if you Google search and you find the highlight reel. It's awful. It's actually the worst 92 points I've ever seen scored in my life. The guy didn't even go back on defense. First off, whoever they were playing, it must have been, I I don't know. It must have been like a charity game or some sort. (laughs) They were playing like people with... Dementia or something. I don't dementia. know. Dementia. I don't know. Anything. I mean, they, they were playing 4v5 on defense, and they were getting steal after steal after steal, and he didn't even go back half past half court. He just stood there. they dish in the ball, and he'd go do a layup. Uh, it was a joke. These highlight This highlight reel is ridiculous. I mean, the kid, like I said, layups. He attempted 22 freaking threes. The rest of the team attempted one. Fucking one. And he only made seven of those. Seven of those three pointers. That's the legi- that's a joke. And if you guys are thinking, you know this this ball name name sounds really familiar. Well, you're not mistaken. We got Lonzo Ball at UCLA. This kid Lamelo, sophomore in high school, is already committed to UCLA. Then they have a third brother. He's committed to UCLA. And he was actually out this game. He's averaging 38 points a game for this same high school team. And he was out, so we said, you know what? Give it to my brother. He'll go out there and put a 92 for you. (laughs) So this ball team, this ball family is literally insane. The the rest of the team, the next highest scoring on that team last night, 29 (laughs) points. I don't know how many assists. You're or telling me 29, 29 points. Yeah, that's a career game, bro. <laughs> yeah. That shit, that guy is. Dude, that team that is guy loaded. Is, yeah, that that guy is 29 points, career high. He's having the night of his life. Meanwhile, we have Sam watching the highlight video right next to us. <laughs> yeah, they, they scored 100. Uh, if mistake me if I'm wrong, is he 136 or 146 <laughs> points in 32 minutes. Yeah, oh he my. literally, he literally don't get back on defense. He's <laughs> <laughs> the farthest he gets to close be on defense is half court. He just stops at midcourt and he turns playing, back around. They are playing four v five defense and getting steal after steal. So credit credit ra- to their defense. The refs should have like, teed him up for cherry picking, even though you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> throwing alley oops! He's sitting here throwing alley oops to his teammates. I mean, this like I said, this this don't nobody fall into the hype and make this kid think he's the next Michael Jordan or something cuz i mean it, it's just a terrible display basketball look it up just please everyone listening look up he's the damn a, he's highlight reel he's awfully cocky if i don't know about a month ago yeah, there oh was a God. about a month ago there was another video released of him catching the tip off taking a few dribbles pointing at the half court line <laughs> took a step and lobbed her up there and sunk it i mean okay congrats bro you made a three point shot but if you're, if I was a head coach of that ball club. I'd be rattled. Are you serious? You I know, think Mick Cronin's jacket would come off 1st sack seconds. You know for a fact, if that coach would have said something to that kid, <laughs> LeVar Ball, their pops would have been out there mid-court oh, yeah. raising hell. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know who my boys are, but this is a this is like a serious question. All right, so his dad already came out and said that all three of his kids, no matter what, are one and done when they go to UCLA. That's a terrible fatherly. Yeah. fatherly. <laughs> um, yeah, one like, dude, let your kids get some degrees if they want. Like, let them have a life after basketball. What if one of your kids isn't as good or something? I don't know. But should Alonzo Ball, who's a freshman at UCLA right now, just stay at UCLA for incredible. a few all years? All three of them. Let all three brothers come into the day of all UCLA Bruins. You said just, he's a sophomore, so he would he'd be a senior. No, when, he's a freshman right now. No, so no, the one, be, uh the Oh one yeah, yeah. UCLA. Uh, he'd be what a. Uh, a senior or junior, when the the other one would be a uh, lamella freshman. would be a freshman. Yes. This ball club would be ridiculous. It'd Dude. be ridiculous. Imagine watching that team, Mike. Well, I don't know. Uh, they might be playing a two v five on defense here. Uh. <laughs> They'd all be cherry picking back at four. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? All right, enough of this fucking ninety two points. Nobody gives a fuck. righty. it's time to hop into our uh, pretty hot serious topic. topic. This yeah. is we gotta simmer it down. I don't know. Uh, you, you know us here at LJ, we don't really like to simmer it down that much. Uh, yeah, we don't take anything serious, but this topic actually is extremely serious. We're going into the Baylor football, sexual assault, sexual harassment, whatever you want to call it, the allegations. It's it's ugly over there at Baylor. It started back August 2015. It's gone all the way until today. The newest report just came out that Big 12 will actually be withholding 25% of Baylor's revenue until they make institutional changes and it's really just a bad scene. It actually dates back even deeper than back to 2011. Oh, really? Oh, 2011. Wow. yeah. In 2011 there are 125 reports of sexual assault, sexual harassment. So and five five football players were accused of eight plus of those since '09. So it dates back pretty deep. I don't know that. I don't know how this is just now breaking news. But. Yeah, I don't understand I it's really – I mean, it's been outside the lines a few times, and they've reported this throughout the years. And the fact that – I mean, the fact that Baylor's just now – or the Big 12 and Baylor are just now trying to put their foot down on this, yeah. that's a bigger issue in itself. Like, That's bad that they're just now getting around to trying to control this. And I mean, nine months ago the uh, – what was his name? Art Bryles. Art Bryles UG, got fired. Uh, uh, nine months ago him, the AD, and the president of Baylor – I'll see you later. Bring your shovel. <laughs> You're out of <laughs> here, buddy. Start digging your grave. Um, I guess that's the first step to uh, turning this around, but you can't, I don't know. It's just I mean, it's sad the, what's going on yeah, at Taylor. With the laundry list of reports that I have in front of me, it is insane that this program is still standing. Like, I have 11 dates on my paper right now, and like Gage just said, it started in 2011. I just have from 2015 to today. Like mid 2015 till today, and there's 11 to 13 incidents incidents of players either getting reported for sexual assault, coaches not doing anything about the coach about the sexual assault, being FBI investigations into the assault. I mean, you wanna you wanna add on to this? It's if you wanna look at it in a more broad term, it's more than sexual assault and rape. Right. Uh, There's the court filings in February. It said uh, there's. Drug use, domestic violence, brandishing of guns, and academic fraud going on in the football program. <clears throat> uh, hello, what's going on here? I mean, yeah, and in, in January of this year, this a lady, a student came out, ex student came out, and said she was raped by two football players in 2013, and alleging that 50 other women. Were raped by thirty plus football players yes. in four over four year period. So from twenty thirteen until I'm guessing she came out and said it, there's been over fifty and probably more undocumented cases. Yeah, m- m- most rapes happened. go unreported. Yeah, like that. So this, that is just sad. As a parent, like, Do you? Why would you send your daughter to this school? I mean, the NCAA, they can do whatever they want. They can lay down sanctions, but. Stephen A. Smith said it the best on his uh, final take: If you're a parent in America, this is how you stand up to this. This is how you make it bigger. Big, make it bigger than the NCAA sanctions. You do not let your daughter go to fucking right, Baylor. Right. If, yeah. if every parent says, well, "Fuck you, bring your shovel," because my daughter's not going to Baylor, then that's gonna fuck Baylor more than these whatever sanctions are laid on them. Right. So. I don't know. It's just this is just a crazy ordeal. It's scandal. It's breaking out, and I don't know how it's just now getting reported and how it's just now blowing up. Yeah, it's much more bigger than sports. Um, just by hearing ever since our Browns fired, uh, all the details coming out, I feel like they, they, they there's more that should be done. It's not just about football or any of the athletic programs anymore. It's it's about being a fucking safe person. and being yeah. safe at, I mean, while at school. I mean, everybody knows that if you're a college student, especially at a big-name school, me going to UC, I see some of these athletes in my classes. I'm in criminal justice. I see a lot of athletes, a lot of basketball players. And these kids are rocks. Yeah, okay. And they, and they get good grades. I mean, I'm assuming that somebody's there helping with them. Obviously, they're going to be doing the work. But... There's somebody there holding their hand, getting these grades. But academic fraud, and there was a, a quote that says, it would be great if the police kept quiet to questioning these women. I was just about to say the Waco Police Department was also part of like keeping this covered up, and that is there's, ridiculous. Yeah, that, I mean, there's a lot of, if you're a college student, if you're a big fan of college sports, there's obviously a lot of... Stuff that's hidden under the cover that everybody knows about, you know, with just act, how how is how so is so passing how right. how did Cardell Jones get in good enough grades to you don't play, play. yeah like it, 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 there's a lot hurt. of suspect things that go on, but hiding rape? Are you serious? So there's you can, a police department hiding, hiding rape so you and? can play football. That's just, that blows my mind. Yeah, one name that really stuck out to me, I mean, everyone's seen all the memes and everything and all the pictures of Sean Oakman with the, like, all the pictures of him just, like, the ref saying, oh, heads or tails, and he says, we're getting the ball. And he says, yes, sir, Baylor's getting the ball, or stupid <laughs> shit like that. But this guy got accused of sexual assault a few times, and this guy is, like, 6'8", 260. This man, imagine being the girl in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> like There's no way you're ever saying a word about that. Because having that guy fucking telling you to just keep quiet. Yeah. Like, hell fucking yeah, I'm keeping quiet. There's, <laughs> but, I mean, there's it's, no. Like, it's, it's more it's, than... Obviously, if it's been going on for this long, it's not something... There's a few bad players that enter the program. Oh, right. I, this... Since starting since twenty eleven, it's obviously became a mindset for a couple. Pla- like going in the locker room, like, "Hey, dude, yeah, I just, we just, yeah, yeah, we just this and that." To this woman here, uh, I think there. I mean, there's been allegations of players getting massages and then purposely asking for favors and other walk indecent exposure throughout campus. I mean, this is just I, nobody does that with a with that right head on their shoulders. It's just, right. it, it became a mindset, like, hey, I'm on the football team. I deserve this, this, right. this, this, this. No, buddy, you don't. So so with all this going on, I'm just going to be blatant. I'm just going to ask, do you guys think that Baylor football deserves a death penalty? This yeah, this is our poll question of the week, folks. Get on our Twitter and vote. Uh, does Baylor deserve the death penalty? Uh, I mean, what's your guys' takes? I, I think for sure. Just, I, I think, and that's the thing, I think there's a lot more stuff that still hasn't even come out yet. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're still handling the investigation stuff, but I feel like there's a lot of stuff that hasn't even come out yet. It's going to shock people more than it is right now. But I think for sure, yeah, they deserve the death penalty. I mean, if uh, SMU, what they did, there's nothing near what Baylor's done. And I just think the NCAA is scared to – Pull it out anymore, and I feel like you, the Baylor deserves oh, yeah. the death penalty. There's guys like Art Um If you have a kid, like, how do you let that happen in your own program and let it all go along? That's yeah, I 100% agree that they deserve the death penalty. Um, like he said, SMU was the last like major program to get it, and all they did, which I mean, it's against the NCAA rules, but they paid players a total of $61,000, and that compared to this situation is just that's nothing. I I know it's against the rules, but that is nothing compared to this entire Baylor situation. This is probably ruining young girls' lives. Oh yeah, for right. sure. Are you young seventeen to twenty one year old lives are being ruined by these fucking football players and if they're not gonna make a stand that's insane. If they they deserve the death penalty no matter what. I think there needs to be, to make this bigger, a former Baylor football player may or may not be in the pros right now that wasn't a part of these shenanigans, sort of stayed off to the side, but watched it happen, and him come out and finally say exactly what happened. It makes me wonder if like a RG3 or like a Josh Gordon were involved in this. I mean, Josh Gordon, obviously, we already know his troubles in the NFL. I could definitely, maybe not all the rape. (laughs) <laughs> like, all the rape allegations, but I'm I'm 100% sure he was obviously involved in drugs and everything back then, and, I mean, to be honest, a lot of college athletes are and oh, yeah. have drug backgrounds and everything, but with all this opening up at Baylor, yeah, he? It, it would be nice to have one of the people step up and kind of say, yeah, this was going on, just to show a player's perspective of what it was like on the inside of it all. Yeah, I, I think they deserve it, <laughs> but... There's not a thing in my mind. It's not going to happen, though. They're not going to get the death penalty, and I'll be exactly honest with you why. The um, If the NCAA does that, the Big 12 loses a team. Right, it yep. screws their conference. It's too much money, and even if there isn't more information, I know there's more information, then that's out. I wouldn't even be surprised if they're going to cover up some of this more information. Like, the NCAA it doesn't want everybody to know about it. Yeah, there's going to be sanctions of stuff at Baylor, but if they get the death penalty to Baylor for X amount of years – for the football program, that screws the Big Twelve up, and that's one of the Power Five conferences. The NCAA is not going to do it. It's not going to happen.
1: but you, I do think you, they deserve it?
0: Do you think Art Briles' career is just done? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he hasn't been. He hasn't even been shot a text yeah, from he, any other football yeah, program taught, since the last nine fr- months since he left. I forget where I heard like a month and a half ago he tried to put his name in somewhere and they like shut just, it down. Shut it down immediately. I mean, yeah, because they know that more is going to come out in this story. Oh, more yeah. with him being involved. But I have another thing, another sensitive topic that kind of ties in with this a little bit. The whole Penn State situation, like, where do you think this goes, above or below that with I'd say above. all the Sandusky? I think it's above. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just saying. Yeah, I think it's above too. Especially like it's it's more recent, and I, there there's guys that uh, it's like even the president. They wouldn't have just got rid of the president if they didn't know nothing. Yeah. I mean, Penn State got a lot real of a lot of their administration stuff, but I feel like this is a huge like more people knew about this and more people covered it up. Like everyone's was saying, the police department even knew about this and they covered it up. Like yeah, to extent a lot of shadiness. Going yeah, it on. sounds like it, it. It literally sounds like a TV show. It sounds like this is a fucking Texas football TV show that <laughs> Thursday like, night some lights. Crazy, yeah, some crazy ass <laughs> Saturday Night Lights. Remake of Friday Night Lights. Where's like in night alleys? Like, this cannot... <laughs> this cannot... Like, no it doesn't lights. even sound real reading all the allegations. Clear eyes, full heart. <laughs> Can't lose. All right, another thing, like, we've already kind of touched on this about how how it'll affect Baylor outside of just the football program. Like, I would definitely not be surprised if I saw admissions dip. Oh, for um, sure. Just a lot. Maybe even students transferring out of Baylor. Um I mean, even if I was a not just a regular, at, if I was just an athlete getting recruited by Baylor, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd scratch them off my list right. immediately. I don't want to be a part of that program. I yeah, don't want to have that. And as within part the, of the next you. what ten, maybe fifteen, I don't even want to be anything apart. I don't want my resume to say Baylor on it. And oh yeah, I played football at Baylor. I don't want that. All right, you don't even want that. Test your name at all. So I think this is going to be a lot of repercussions due to this scandal breaking out. Another little thing is with this story and then Oklahoma's running back, Joe Mixon, and there's another guy, I don't think he's as high profile as Joe Mixon, but they didn't get invited to NFL Combine because they had domestic violence issues. And one, I think that's a huge step for the NFL with showing these young kids coming in. Still that, fuck Adele, but. <laughs> that, like, what happens there, you're not invincible. That it's gonna come back and obviously bite you in the ass. We've seen that with like Ray Rice, the whole situation. Even though it started off, like you said, with the four or two or four game suspension, whatever it was, which was just pathetic. But like NFL players like that and Greg Hardy, what what, what are steps that they can that league can make to just help just get past all of this? Because it really wasn't that big. It doesn't seem like five ten years ago all the domestic assault. I mean, we were younger, but I feel like we never really heard about it back then. Like, why is it so big now? The issue is, to me, even five years back, and then with the Penn State, however many years ago that is now, social media and a way to get information out to a vast amount of people is continuously growing. Right, yeah. And I guarantee there's probably been billions, millions of more people on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever you want to say, now than what there was in Penn State. Now yeah. more people can see this. Now more people right. can... I think it's not It's not like our generation. That's why I've seen it. I think it's something that's always gone on. Just, yeah, it hasn't At been recorded. Not different places, and the, I guarantee there's a bigger case than this one. I mean, the Baylor case, there has been a history, just nobody's ever said nothing about it. Somebody might be, a 55-year-old, 60-year-old woman could be sitting on her living and watching this and knowing that happened to her so many years ago, but it's so long ago. There's statute of limitation, limitations on that stuff. And probably scared or nobody's ever going to believe that. I mean, just like today, it's so easy to get information out. And how um, I feel like girls back then felt like they didn't have entitlement and they right. couldn't stand up for themselves. now today it's kind of all equal rights and stuff. So yeah. they uh, – uh, it's good, which is good because they can finally get, tell the truth. And uh, it's not right how they're being treated. I mean, I, I fall into the – Okay, we put pro athletes, on a pedestal. especially the goats, on a pedestal. I mean, I, I'm i also a part of these people. I mean, Tom Brady's my fucking wallpaper holding up the Lombardi trophy right now. But nobody wants to – I mean, there's people coming at people's necks uh, with the whole Zeke, the Zeke's girlfriend, and, and then nobody wants to believe it. They don't think it's possible. Oh, Zeke would never do that. Are you kidding me? He is a saint. He's uh, not a saint. He did hella raves, hella ecstasy in Ohio State. Yeah, but that's people. A story. People just don't want to believe that because it's their beloved running back, their beloved quarterback, their star. Right. And I don't know. I just think they try to just brush it under the brush it under the mat because of their reputation. Now that they're a pro right. athlete. Now that they're ah, uh, that was five years ago. Whip the shit. You know this guy's won three three Super Bowls since then. Whippedy the shit. Nobody gives a shit. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's, there's a lot of corruption that goes on, obviously. Everybody knows that. Everything revolves around money. And I'm actually really glad you brought the Zeke thing because a few, like a week back, I was listening to Bamani Jones. He's on the radio, and he was actually touching on the um, just sexual assault in the NFL and how the NFL was a failure to handle it correctly. And the main thing he touched on was the Zeke the Zeke situation because there was another guy, another player that wasn't even on a roster, who got a girl just came out and said that she was sexually assaulted. They didn't do any investigation, and the NFL suspended him for three games. He was a free agent. And he's just saying how the guy came out and said, How can this guy get suspended when one, like he's not a big name? So that's obviously, it doesn't hurt the league at all. If you suspend Zeke, that hurts the league. That affects jersey sales. He was the second top. Um, not uh, just equipment sales like Zeke. Yeah. Para, um, merchandise jersey sales. Yeah, yeah. After Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the goat. So, I mean, you suspend him, them, those jersey sales. There's always it. remember. Remember people coming out. Uh, there's a lady from Tennessee who went after Peyton after a Super Bowl victory. Oh yeah, and that, that's yeah. the thing. Like people always say because they try to come out about the most opportune time, and that's, I mean, if it's true or not, like that's part of the issue. That's why sometimes people aren't believed just because they come at him at the complete right. wrong time. If people wanted to come, I mean, if if Peyton Manning actually did that, you don't come after him after he just won a Super Bowl and ended his career, that's for sure getting brushed under the mat, you know? But if you come at him rookie's rookie year, uh, that it might be a bigger, there might be bigger repercussions, no, bigger look at this. just because there's an accuser and everything, there's always, in this world, it's fucked up, yeah. Uh, this is not saying nothing against the victims, but there's always somebody looking for a handout. And, like, the Peyton Manning uh, thing, which kind of brushed underneath the table, like, there's multiple situations where I feel like some people are making up lies. So I'm not saying, like, if this happens all the time, but making up lies just because they're a big-name person. Maybe they used to name a big-date athlete, and they want money now, and they're going to make up a lie, and the athlete might say, all right, this is not true, but I'll give you money to shut up so people... Do you want to make a bigger deal out of it? Right. Yeah. You can't believe every person that says they've been um, sexually. They're going to have some type of evidence. Yeah, you know, like the whole Zeke situation, there's uh, – everyone has said no. Like everyone around Zeke has said no. That never happened. He himself obviously said it. Oh, yeah. He yeah. said he wasn't even dating her when he said when she made the – at like the date that she made the accusation. She said they weren't even together. Like he said they weren't even together at the time. And it was what – a Month or so after he got drafted, yeah, so, that's part of the issue. That, yeah. They they bring it up way too late, <laughs> right? If you I'm said not it, saying, while he's out I'm, of I'm State, saying if you don't if you get raped and you don't report it at, within the next day or so, it's just the never report it. Right. But I'm saying hop on your horse and ride down and fucking so, explain yourself, right, the explain yourself what happened. Fucked, okay, It the work, the, especially when you get into like the NFL, it's it's all just fucked, and if you don't say what you need to say. At the right time, then shit like that's gonna happen, and it sucks. It really does because, for all we know, there could be a lot more victims that have said it, and it's been true, and it's been thrown under the rug. And those people, that's because they have to live with the, the rest of their life with it. Yes. And, like, and it sucks, but it just happens sometimes. Not taking away from the situation, but that it just happens. Alrighty. Well, once again, uh, get on our Twitter page. Vote. Do you think Baylor deserves a death penalty? And uh, we're going to go to the next topic here. Our next topic, uh, we're going to hit on uh, the new uh, Falcons uh, no offensive Steve. coordinator. Stark, Steve. baby. <laughs> Stark. Stark. The old drunk bastard from Washington. Finally <laughs> got his gig in the NFL. Uh, I want to see old the riverboat gambler have a... Go to the bar. I would, I would pay to watch Riverboat Gambler and old Sark here sit at the bar and just, just listen listening in a conversation. If it you guys don't have it. any idea what we're talking about, I'm not even sure if it's a video. Tommy Togo's not a drinker, though. <laughs> <laughs> he don't drink. No, as far as you know. No, he don't. He's not. He don't drink. Well, hey, I didn't say you had to order anything. You got a fucking water. Right. I'm water, 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 water. <laughs> water. I'm not water sure. I'm not sure if you guys... I don't, know, I don't even know if it is a video, but... Sark got drunk as fuck, went out to a press conference or something with a bunch of reporters and players, and I think their families, and just giving a damn speech, and he's hammered. So I'm not sure if it's a video. I'm, a or man. Right. I'm 40. Uh, no, that's but, not it. Wait, there is a video. Is that was, there? That was at USC. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't know if it. I, yeah, I he didn't know. He was on if it, fucking stage fucking hammered. <laughs> yeah, he was. And it was the first time they've had yeah, yeah, an alcohol issue with him. Yeah, there Washington. It yeah, was all over he's the place. He giving a fucking speech, hammered as shit. So this is. Um, Because he just, Stark just got brought into Alabama. One game, one game since Kiffin left. Since Kiffin left. He was there with Kiffin. Then after the semifinal game against Washington, bye-bye Kiffin. He went off to Florida Atlantic. And Sark took over for the national championship. And as we saw, they lost to Clemson. Um, This first question just right off the bat, do you think that the switch from Lane Kiffin to Sark for one game, the national fucking championship blew that game. All right, I don't know if it blew it, but no, that I I definitely say it had some repercussions to that switch. If you if you just switch an offensive coordinator, <laughs> you had the whole season, and you say, hey, uh, here's a new guy, uh, he should be able to get the job done. Obviously, it's not going to be the same. No, I, I don't I, I completely disagree. I don't think I, I think. That would be taken away from Clemson. Um, Alabama, oh, yeah. Alabama put points up. It, that had nothing to do with it because even though people didn't know that when Lane Kiffin was taken out of Alabama, he was still, and the email chat still got phone calls, he was still putting his input. Yes, he was let go as the offensive coordinator in Alabama. But if you look at his interviews right after, he was still heavily involved, answering any questions. Uh, Sark had for him. Saban was still calling him. They just didn't want him to be directly involved in the gameplay, uh, directly involved on in the field, calling plays. Um, I think Sarkisian was is just as good of a fucking play caller as uh, Lane Kiffin. The I, that's I, actually I think, a bad thing if you say it that way because Lane Kiffin got let go because of damn play caller. Yeah, I, I don't think it, I don't think it was. Um, no, I, I I think Lane Kiffin's a hell of a ball coach still, but. I don't think that has nothing to do with it. Clemson just beat them. They like came back and beat them. You can't blame that on Steve Sarkeesian. No, I'm not saying I'm not blaming on Steve Sarkeesian. I'm saying the chemistry that the team has with Lane Kiffin all year. They they're running his plays. They're running his offense all year, all year, all year. It's obviously working. Um, and then all of a sudden for the national championship, you just switch it, and obviously there's going to be some sort of like change. There's in no run. way. There's nothing that. Exactly. Cool. The yeah. chemistry be, changes. No, it would be – I completely disagree. It would be way different if Alabama only put up 10 points. No, it would be way different. Alabama's but who up, knows they could have put up more points great. than they did. That, that game was on the defense. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, You're well, saying that the Patriots just said, uh, okay, buddy, you know, uh, we're going to give you Chip Kelly complete, instead of Josh McDowell for the Super Bowl. Completely different situation. Um it it matters each situation. You gotta see it like you'd have to see it. Like if Chip you'd have to you actually, that would actually have to happen gauge. So if Chip Kelly does does ever happen, then we can talk about it. But like my my opinion, you guys can it's it's, it's our opinions here. I I feel like them switching um had no that big of an impact. I don't think Lane Kiffin would have done that much better of a job. I mean and you never know. I could have called a flea flick, flicker and could've been a could have <laughs> been a better play caller, but yeah, I true. think that has nothing to do with it. But. I mean, Sarkeesian is every place he's been. He's always been known as an offensive mastermind. So, I mean, him coming to Alabama just for the one game, I mean, it wasn't going to be a step down from Kiffin. I'm just saying the chemistry. One, for a young quarterback, that switch all of a sudden for a freshman quarterback going to the national championship, you're telling me that had no effect on one. I mean, just wearing Lane Kiffin's plate, that builds trust between a quarterback and a Offensive coordinator, you're saying there's no lack of – I'm not saying lack of trust, but less trust between Jalen Hurts, a freshman quarterback, playing the biggest game of his life under a new offensive coordinator for a one game just random. Like, I can't say it won't have an effect because – and you can't either because you're not Jalen Hurts, and I'm not either. But – it's um, just familiarity. Any he, he, player come to see that. I, I, Evan, I, I doubt you'd be this stupid. But I don't know if Gage knows. You know they didn't – I just want to make sure – you know they didn't hire Lane Kiffin. You didn't know they didn't hire Sarkeesian a week before this game. Sarkeesian, yeah, I know. Sarkeesian's yeah, been, been on that. has been on the staff the whole year's offense analysis. So he was involved in all. Of the, he was involved in everything in the offense. He was basically Kiffin's assistant, and then he's prevent office coordinator. So it's not like they were not familiar with him. Yeah, know, but it's just it's still a whole different feel. I don't know. Maybe maybe if, maybe you're down in Alabama. How the fans react, but I don't think they're talking about this right now. That that's the reason they lost national championship was because of Lane and Sarkeesian chain. They did talk about it when, the, like, couple of days after the game, they asked if Nick Say made a mistake firing Link Kiffin before. So fans are down there ranting about it. No, I'm saying like people on like, college football live and stuff. Like the analysts were talking about it. I don't. In uh, my opinion, two two to one wins, you guys win. But uh, no, my opinion didn't really. If it made any uh, difference, not enough at all. Well, yeah. well, flipping the script. From him being in Alabama, now being in the Falcons. Sources sources told SB Nation that he left because he was having disagreements with Saban over system philosophy. Yep. No. Because if he do you do you think it's do you think that's horseshit or do you do you think I mean it's a great fucking opportunity to go to the Falcons, the number one ranked offense. I don't trust that source. Um... I don't trust whoever the fuck that source is. Yeah, I actually is. have the same thing written down. I, I think I, it was SB Nation, but I, I don't trust SB Nation source. Um, you you literally the pay difference like it, it's so stupid. Like Lily, the Falcons called Steve Sarkeesian. The Falcons didn't want to do like everybody else in the NFL. They know they have the players and they have the talent right now. They wanted another fucking good play caller, yeah, and they, they want to recycle. They all they didn't want later. to they didn't want to sign somebody's quarterback coach, uh, like. Pretend the Ravens have a hell of a quarterback coach. He's <laughs> bound to be an offensive coordinator. They don't wanna they didn't wanna take a young guy like everybody else in the NFL's been doing. Let's promote so and so's uh, quarterback coach to our offensive coordinator, let's take so and so's assistant offensive coordinator and make him our offensive coordinator. We think he's gonna be good. No, they wanted a guy that didn't need um, no practice and no nothing, that ready to go in there and fire and they knew Sharkeesian. I didn't see it coming, but they knew Sarkeesian had the experience. He's a head coach in college at two big-time programs, and he's coaching at his third big-time programs. offensive coordinator. They wanted him, and if you're Sarkeesian, I don't see why you want to do it because it's so it's so much a bigger money difference in the NFL um, than being an offensive coordinator at Alabama. I mean, yeah, Alabama, they get paid a lot of money, but I don't know what their contracts, but – I can guarantee you, he's getting paid hundreds, a thousand dollars difference to the office quarter. In his eyes, he's probably thinking, "Look, the Falcons with me, we have a good chance to go back to the Super Bowl." He's looking at it that way. I don't think Sarkisian wants to stay in the NFL, though. I I think it's I think he's just trying to prop his resume back up to get another college coaching job. Bro. Right, and I think, I mean, this just me. This might be a hot take. I'm not sure, but I think Sark might have more success than kyle shanahan is because if you look back at last year the falcons started off hot and all of a sudden they just tanked at the end of the year their offense wasn't clicking the way it was supposed to matt ryan was throwing red zone pick after red zone pick they just looked bad and a lot of that came on came down on kyle shanahan and he comes back this year and i don't i'm not gonna say he's 100 percent a product of his players But if you look at all the pieces that that team had, a Julio Jones that was finally decently healthy for most of the year, two complimentary wide receivers in Sanu and Gabriel, you have like four tight ends that caught a touchdown pass, and then the two runners in the backfield, that that offense was tailor-made to succeed. I don't really know, I don't know if it matters who was calling the plays. And, I mean, I'm not going to say that 49ers made a mistake hiring Kyle Shanahan because I still think he's a great coach, but I don't think that the Falcons are going to miss him as much with a guy like Sarkeesian coming in. Yeah, I I agree. Um, uh, Dan Quinn was saying in this article I was reading that he thinks that he's going to be a great fit. He runs sort of the same scheme. He's he's familiar with the – and he loves the two-running back system. Right. I mean, it, it was Bo Scarborough and uh, what's the other running back for Alabama? That's great. Uh, Damien Williams was the backup. Yeah, well, I mean – I guess he fits the scheme. He has a good. I mean, I, all I'm saying is they have the number one ranked offense, and this guy's known to be a mastermind right. in the offense. So I think it'll be a great fit. I like to see uh, how to play. Scott the damn drinks. I just, <laughs> I just hope it's not just they give him one year and say, hey, buddy, you didn't, you didn't even get us in the top five in the offensive rankings. But I, think I th- hope they give him at least two tops or minimum. Well, like, he'll be there as long unless he accepts a, like a head coaching job, in. Um, college. I think he'll be at Atlanta for a decent amount of time. I don't. I don't think it has nothing to do with Nick Saban. Um, Lane Kiffin. Before Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. I love Lane Kiffin. But Lane Kiffin has his track record. Everywhere he's been, there's been some type of problem. And Lane Kiffin's kind of like I don't know. He's kind of like the Johnny Football <laughs> of coaches. Kind of like he's not a party and stuff, but he likes the attention. Yeah. He always has the attention. He blew, uh, he blew up Saban after he left. on there's his you. There's always something that's going on with him, and you cannot say that Lane Kiffin was such. Nick Saban has a hard head, says so Lane Kiffin does, but Nick Saban earns that right too because you're talking about witnessing Goats. You're witnessing Goats. The the next the, could be better than he's right up there with Bear Bryant as best college football coach ever. Um, but he has a hard head. Link uh, Kiffin has a hard head. Yeah, I thought it was a weird fit at first, but for two years they actually made it last and they won a national title with it. Um, I think it, it it was a success, but Link Kiffin, you cannot trust his word by saying throwing jabs at Nick's name. Link and throwing jabs at Nick's name. You cannot trust his words at all because he's had all the stops he's had before. He's either been fired or let go. Um, he has a really checkered past. yeah. You can't trust his word. You know he's a hothead, hardhead. He wants to do things his own way. And if you're in Nick Saban's program, he's a fucking saint to Alabama. You're not going to run the way you run. You run it his way. And I think that they headbutted a lot. So when they let go, and I don't think Sarkeesian had no bad feelings at all. I don't trust those fucking sources. Uh, Nick Saban did Sarkisian a fucking huge favor for bringing him in while nobody else would bring him in. All I gotta say is, I got one thing to squash all this fucking beef between apparently Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban. Lane Kiffin, you're at Florida Atlantic. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nick Saban's got the best damn program in the country, and you are probably like the 14th ranked program in Florida. So, um, so but I'm gonna revert back to Kyle Shanahan. There's reports huge that fan. with him Huge <laughs> Him going out to the 49ers, I've heard reports that this man wants to bring Matt Schaub out there to sling the pigs. I did hear that. Like, I don't don't know if it's to be a starter or to be a backup, like to help groom some young quarterback they're going to bring in. Maybe like a Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, who knows. But... All I know is they've got a quarterback out there now, so for for all we know, Matt Schaub could be the damn savior. It might not be Island. Cleveland. It might be Niners too. Bring your fucking shovel. Yeah, dude. There's two. There's one in the. There's one in the Midwest. There's one in the fucking West. There's two graveyards in the NFL this year. Your... <laughs> but uh, but going back to the Alabama, because I've heard a lot of buzz going around that's saying should Saban, you're an Alabama fan here, Sam, should Saban reach out to Chip Kelly? No. Yeah, that's um, Chip Kelly already. That said. would be insanity if they both ran. I mean, that's... Chip Kelly probably already gonna say, "No, I uh, wouldn't it be. I should know because he knows that Dick Saban's not gonna fucking call him." And Dick uh, Saban be a yeah. damn idiot. I think Chip Kelly's the biggest fucking idiot in the fucking world. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a Chip Kelly fan at all. He should never left Oregon. Yeah, he made a huge mistake coming the NFL. Now he's trying to stay in the NFL no matter what. And like, there's no, there is no demand for you, dude. Like, either go back back to college or. Your your career is probably over, honestly, unless someone takes a chance for you at offensive coordinator. Heard Baylor's no hiring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what his obsession is with the NFL. Like, why he wants to stay in the NFL so bad? He'd be lazy. Success- he'd be a successful college coach. I mean, that's I'm not gonna say lazy because obviously NFL players have. I mean, NFL coaches have a shit ton on their plate, but you don't have to go recruit players. You don't have to go travel across the country to go talk to these kids, go into their homes, and that's part of the reason why he doesn't want to go back to college, is because he doesn't want to do that. I mean, there's been a report. People actually, like, said that. That's, like, the main reason why he does not want to go back to college is because recruiting. And honestly, I think that's kind of bullshit. Like, how does that make you feel as one of those kids that went to Oregon under Chip Kelly, knowing that you were almost like a chore to him, that <laughs> like, you were literally nothing but a star and you made, you help helped build his resume? Like, I think that's, like, I honestly would take, like, offense to that being one of the players if came out of Oregon being under him. But Chip Chip Kelly is – I mean, when he coached at Oregon, every year besides one in his tenure, they finished in the top five. Yeah, and they choked every year in their bowl game. So congratulations, Well, I'm pretty sure – did they beat Ohio State? They did not. They didn't beat Ohio State. I'm a fucking retard. The only other time time we played besides the National Championship a couple years ago was in the Rose Bowl, and we beat them by nine. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Well – Shit, what's we got for the next topic here? We got some, we got some bracketology, some college basketball. It's a month left in the season, and this is when this who's hot, who's not time right now. I mean, Gage's beloved Duke Blue Devils—they're hot. Wait for tomorrow, baby, North I Carolina. they say hot unless they win tomorrow. Yeah, they, they win they're tomorrow. warm. I say they're if, heating up. If you're playing beer games, bombs, a few games. It doesn't mean you're hot. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna open up the I'm gonna open up the floor to who you guys think will be the top, the number one seeds, the four seeds, and then who will be the number one overall well, seed. Well, unfortunately, I think that Gonzaga is gonna be a number one seed. Yep, I think because default, when they, they be... say uh, Saint Mary's, they play Saint Mary's later this week. Well, yeah, probably they're probably gonna beat them by about huge forty. Huge rivalry, huge battle for Gonzaga. Yeah, you can fucking rotten hell, Gonzaga. So unfortunately, I think they'll be up there. uh, Villanova for sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go so to Villanova. Gonzaga, Villanova, right. I think for sure locked in. Yeah, I got my top four. My number one is Kansas. Oh yeah, my, I think my they're overall my favorite team one, going to Kansas the or Villanova, Villanova. Villanova is my favorite. Kansas, Villanova, Gonzaga, and then my my little stretch. It's not too much of a stretch, but I mean, they they're susceptible to weird losses. I got Oregon. My my last number number one seed. They just came off a huge win against Arizona. They play UCLA, I think, in the next couple days. That's a must win for that, them, though. That will be a huge game for them. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to pick an ACC school because how tough that conference is this year. Uh, same with the Big 12, just a the, really top heavy Big 12. Uh, I mean, you got schools like Oklahoma State. Didn't they just beat? Not Oklahoma State. One of the teams just lost yesterday. That UCLA game and uh, Oregon could possibly decide who's going to get the one seed because right. UCLA ones Zach, that could push them and then maybe get a one seat. somehow. Right now, Joe already has UCLA as a four, a four seed. They're twenty one and three, I think. Four losses tops as a four seed. Are you kidding me? Dude, that team is probably the di- most dynamic offense in basketball when they get they a have, four seed ever. They have lost. Right. <laughs> they yeah. did lose the I think Oregon early this year though. They did, yeah. They, uh, at Oregon. That was their first loss of the year. Yep. Um, I don't know how much you guys have, liked. I, I know you pointed out Maryland the other day, the other episode. They actually just lost to Penn State yesterday. Fucking heartbreaker. Um, but who do you guys have Who's as, your, like, a dark horse? Your sneaky team? Your sneaky team. A sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. If you, I have mine written down, so if you guys need a little time to think, it's, then it's not, uh, I mean, i C. I'm not gonna say U C. No, I think U C. Sneaky to everybody else is on Cincinnati. Right. Yeah, I was gonna but say the same thing. To to my outside, uh, I would say probably Notre Dame because they weren't even ranked coming this year. It took them to get to like 13 and 0 or something crazy before they even got fucking ranked. And I think they uh, they're playing with a little bit of passion this year and they're they're pretty good. I've seen them play a couple times and they're they're kind of my dark horse. I mean, mine right now. I'm gonna stay in the state of Indiana. I got Purdue. They've been playing pretty solid basketball the past couple weeks. They got that one big man, too. And Caleb Swanigan is a fucking monster. <laughs> He's got – he leads the nation in double-doubles. I think it's 20. Um, they are shooting 42% from three-pointer. And as – I mean, you got that inside-out scoring. You, got, you can do it both. You got that Edwards, too. I mean, yeah, they got a lot of shooters that, I mean, if you – Everyone knows the NCA tournament. If you can put the ball in the damn basket, yeah, you're gonna make it far, and because it's not very far between game and shooting, fucking just as well as defense. Ninety-two points, so you got a Lamella Ball on your team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you I might mean, might make it a little deep in the play uh, in a. Uh, you know what I'm talking it's about. Kind of, it's of kind of tournament. funny, Rob Purdue, because they'll be mentioning our pick of the week. uh oh. segment later. All right, and this is this is a homer, a little homer stat for us here, and. Same thought I was stretching saying the tri-state, but for all you don't know, the tri-state is, in fact Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. <laughs> um, we got uh, 10 teams right now that are in the tournament field, but according to Joe Leonardardy, got UC as a four seed. Xavier six, Indiana 11 in a playing game. Dayton a nine seed, Butler a six seed. Notre Dame, as you said, a seven seed. Kentucky is a three. Purdue is a five. Louisville right now is a two, but they just lost to Virginia, so who knows if that will fluctuate at all. And Akron, the Akron Zips <laughs> find themselves in the tournament field at a 13 seed. So out of those teams, who do you see making the deepest run? I know me and you actually just touched on – Akron for, for sure. <laughs> two of those teams as our dark horses, but – But, yeah, like I who I think makes the deepest run out of all those teams is probably Cincinnati and Kentucky. And the reason I would say, even though I'd like to see Notre Dame, like, I think they are a dark horse. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky or Cincinnati, Kentucky has the fucking roster. It's just a matter of they'll put it all together. Um, UC could possibly have an easy road to make it to the lead eight. So that's why I say UC or uh, Kentucky, I think, had the greatest chances to make it the farthest. I, I'm going to say Louisville. I like I like Louisville. I like Louisville a lot. I mean, they just lost to Virginia, but they are also down four players. Um Kentucky scares the shit out of me. Because unlike all of Kyle Perry's old young like the young teams he's had in the past, like Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Townsend uh, just an extreme amount of players I could list on those teams, like they just don't seem like they have the edge at those same teams. Kentucky. Had. They don't have like the edge. Like the just like cold blooded killer mentality, like they're just gonna go out and just enforce their will on you. Like, you don't, I don't see that this year. I've watched a few games in the past couple of weeks. LSU just took down, took them down to the wire. I mean, they were up by like 20 at one point, 25 at one point, and they only won by seven. And it's LSU, they're one in 10 in the SEC. Like, that, I mean, that scares me. I know we're a month away from the tournament, but if you can't put away teams like LSU. And you're gonna have teams, oh, obviously, a lot better in the tournament. Like it, that that scares me going in. And Rick Pitino one hell of a coach. Louisville, I mean, they got a bunch of talent. They've have they have some good wins. So if I had to choose a team, I'd say Louisville to make the deepest run. We don't have Bearcat believers in this place, but that's you all right. Think, we we don't like them being fans. Do you anyway. think Duke is considered a dark horse? No, because it's Duke. Because it's Duke. Is that the only reason? Especially if they lose tomorrow. No, we're talking. About, do you think there's a Chill dark horse under that? We're talking about tri state. We're, we're not, not talking about, about Duke. Team. No, I, I'm, I'm just interested on this dark horse. Do you think they're. Who? No, they're not. No, dude, they're, they're not. Fucking, a dark they're dark a blue blood they're in college basketball. No, you just said Kentucky. Are you serious? I said he, who's going to make the deepest run in the tri state of the teams in the tri state. The dark horse is Notre Dame. His dark horse is Notre Dame. Mine was Purdue. I don't know if you were fucking. are Gage, your dark horse is Duke with like three or four five stars. Yeah. That's a huge dark horse. Oh, here we go again. Who's your dark horse, Gage? <laughs> Who's uh you're making friends with the tri-state. Duke, <laughs> fuck it. Although well, um, we we're talking about Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, tri-state, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna agree with Sam on North, uh, North Notre Dame. Uh, I watched the last couple of their games, and they're, they're surprising me. Uh, you got Notre Dame sweatshirt, don't you? Huge fan of that Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. Fucking so hand me down. Anyways, <laughs> it's. Quite comfy, uh, quite comfy sweatshirt. If you guys are interested, uh, I'll put it up for sale on our Twitter page. Uh, <laughs> uh anyways, yeah, I, I like uh, your Notre Dame pick there. they they are sneaky, a little sneaky out there. Uh, what's it, Colson? Is that his name? That dude's gross. That's all I gotta say to that. That's all I can pitch into there. That dude's nasty. Who do you think makes the farthest from the tri-state? Bearcats. I'm. Bearcats. Sorry to say, but Bearcats. Who do you think getting just knocked out first besides Yavi's Akron? Unless they pull oh, off a uh, four man. to thirteen upset. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. They're dude. They're like they're five and six in the last eleven. Dude, I I they've like, lost a I bad like, game. College basketball's fun when Indiana's good because I like their head coach. Uh, t- fuck, t- I Crane, hate Tom Cream. I hate him. I, I like him. You just probably don't like him because he's ho- no, no. He's Harbaugh. He's Harbaugh's so, brother-in-law. He's so overrated. He's a related to a Harbaugh. That's why you don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Look at these teams, I mean, honestly, I to throw Dayton in there for a little a run. They've had their. They six, always. They always have their. Well, not one. always. Not, the last like the five years. Dayton always has good teams. I mean, that, they got their name. <laughs> <laughs> they got one big player. They got Scoochie Smith. Best name in the country, probably. Oh, uh, not Scoochie. Buffalo Meat. <laughs> that doesn't mean go Go yeah, that's Buffalo football, Meat. That's football. But Scoochie. Name country, who bro. names their kids Scoochie? What does that even mean? But, all right, um, we got one final topic. It's kind of a small topic. It's good old Melo versus Phil Jackson. I mean, this thing to oh, be a fuck damn Mellow. Dude. This could be a boxing match for the ages. Um, I think I think Phil is just going at this man's neck. Just, for what reason? Just though? so he can trade him, so he doesn't want to be there that's anymore. That's the thing, but that's my thing. Like that's honestly, the only reason I can see him doing this. My thing is. Melo has produced there. You have no argument defending Melo at all. Don't even try yeah. to come Phil Jackson. Today is the yeah top. no yeah. Melo fuck Melo. I think we all, do. We all agree fuck yeah. Melo. No, I don't. I don't. I, say I, I, oh, I agree. That his career's been shit. Besides leading the team USA ports. But anyways, we're ta- this is a talk- This is a goat special. We're talking about a lot of goats today. We talked about Nick Saban. Phil Jackson's about not the goat. Tom don't say Brady. Say Phil, Phil the Jackson the is a fucking goat. So yeah. Coaching no. Greg Pop. I'll take Greg Popovich, of the week over Phil oh. Jackson coaching. No. No. Dude, Phil Jackson is a product of his day. Di- Look at the players he had when he won these fucking titles. I don't care. You don't care. That's but who's who's Phil Jackson's the fucking goat, dude? You act like Tim Duncan, you act like Tony Parker are gonna be in Hall of Fame. Yeah, but Michael fucking Jordan, Shaq, Kobe, I mean, Scottie Pippen. He didn't have. He didn't happen to get all these great players. Like, why do you think people hire him? Because he's a fucking good. That's why they have him coach a good. Then what players. the hell is he doing in New York? He didn't right happen now. to just get Kobe. And Michael Jordan, the two greatest players on his fucking team. Like, oh, Lakers just like, well, let's hile Phil Jackson just because, you know. You practically just compared them to Tony Parker and fucking Tim Duncan and said, you know, no. they're in the same category. You, you're, listen, Phil Jackson's <laughs> a fucking goat. Like, you, there's no, there's no Tony argument. Parker's Michael Jordan. Greg Popovich is great great fucking coach, but no, I think Phil Jackson's a fucking goat. manage, manage nobly. I would mistake him for Scottie Pippen three, <laughs> fucking four out of five times. See, you, you're you saying he's not the GOAT just because he had better players. That's I'm why. saying... That's Greg, why, Evan. That's uh, that's why. No, I'm saying... That, Greg, no, look, That no. you just said that's why. No, maybe, look at Bill Belichick. Did you know we didn't play he, with the fucking Lakers, so that, uh, that's why. No, I'm saying, look at Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's the GOAT because he's done so much with just... No, because all the fucking of, rings, that's why he's the GOAT and he wins exactly, games. Exactly, and Greg Poppich has rings, and he has had... He's not done more, than more Phil with less... That I don't think Phil Jackson would have as many rings with the Spurs roster than that Pat Popovich has. That's he's coaching. Play, he that's coached coaching with multiple teams. So it wouldn't just be Popovich, just his roster. What do you mean? The, with the Spurs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He coached with multiple teams. He didn't stay with one fucking team. I, I, don't, I don't know. You're saying he. I don't he, know he, Popovich's whole career. I believe the only t- whole time I've known him, he's only been a Spurs coach. Exactly. And he's been the fucking goat while he's been with the Spurs. Can okay. anyone bring up Bill Belichick with how, fucking the how Browns? How you saying he's a better? You know what? I I, I don't care because I, I get to we asked our fucking listeners that a new look about. You know what? This is a great great call for a fucking. Resident basketball expert Connor Wilson, and he will tell he's you he's biased as fuck. He will tell you Phil Jackson is the fucking goat but because he's biased. biased. Let's go talk about your favorite boy, fucking Melo, because he obviously can't do it on his own. So let's 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 talk about what team he's gonna get traded to be the third guy, the third best player on. Actually, it's weird you bring that up because I actually have written down should a team even trade for Melo. And you're I a huge would say fan. I'm a no. I'm I agree with him in this situation. I have been yeah, I've been a huge fan of Melo his entire career, but. This year, just this year, uh, it's he's been on a fucking downward spiral. And I think part of it's because what the hell was Phil Jackson doing to him, like? Trying to pretty much push him out of New York. I think New York. I, I think Phil Jackson's practically ruining New York for anyone yeah, that. Yeah, to go I for. think the problem in New York is they need to get fire Phil Jackson and put Greg Popovich as the president, and they'll fucking win as many games as they can, <laughs> dude. Like, that, that's 0. that's the missing link. Like for probably real. you could like Lily Phil Jackson like fucking making New York rot, bro. Like you could put Mike Brown, Mike Brown. The basketball coach, not the NFL. Owner, the basketball coach, Mike Brown. <laughs> no, I take the Bengals. You voter. could have put him as the <laughs> yeah. president of the New York oh, Knicks. No, it's just that Melo has had so many different coaches and presidents, and they're they've all been the wrong fit, man. It was wrong fit Denver, wrong fit New York. It's just you know, it's it's every else's fault, it's not Mellow's. I I totally agree with you there. I'm not Sarcasm, saying for sure, listener. I'm that. saying Phil Jackson is like he. This is a grown ass man, and he's trying to like. Phil Jackson wants to make his own. I, as a president, like, I don't know. He's I'm subtweeting his players, dude. You're, a, you're whatever the hell you are. Phil Jackson are. walked into the situation with Melo. Yeah, I don't think he wants him there. Phil Jackson didn't even want the job in the first place, but they offered him too much money for him to even turn down. He walked, like I said, he walked into the situation with Melo. Then I don't trade think him. He wants trade him bit. if you don't want that's him. What, that's, what don't to, that's what he's trying to do. That's what don't, he's trying exactly, to do. But why are you sending your subtweet? And I'm trying to ruin. His fucking life while he's doing New York. Because like, let it be. Let two. Because he's a be cocky men. motherfucker. And when you're so good at what you do, I believe you're. Honestly, be he's cocky. not that good. If the fucking New York Knicks are yeah, like ten games. Under he, he's not playing m- on the basketball court because if he did, he could do about much better job than fucking Melo. Melo's got to agree to his trade. That's why he's trying to push him out. Melo. not gonna just get a fucking bag of rocks for him. I mean, they, if they, he wants him out so bad, why not? They wanted Kevin Love. He wants to change Melo's mind. Like, the Cavs? dude, I do not want to be here anymore. I think. Phil they, Jackson's going to ride my gonna fucking ass. Now Melo's going to do it out of spite. He's going to save I, New York out of spite. I, think, I think, If it was respectful, I bet you he'd already be fucking gone. I think. I think. Uh, no, And then he. No. Fuck you. Take a couple steps back. He just. What did he do to his fans? He fucking flicked off the fans? No, the other day? he shushed them. He shushed, shushed them. them. Yeah, fuck him. Because they're <laughs> booing him. I don't care. You don't shush your own fans. I don't care what up. No, fuck that. So, you're gonna, are you going to say the same thing about John Wall and Bradley Beal calling out fucking Wizards fans or cheering for the Lakers at home games? But John Wall and Bradley Beal are fucking winning, unlike Carmelo, so. It's still the same situation, though. They're still calling out their fans. No, it's worth two different ways. Oh, but LeBron's situations. winning, and he's... Just like your popping co- comparing him, because you're so mad, Phil Jackson, his career is tarnished because he happened to have good players on his teams. That's That makes him I didn't say coach. that. I'm just yeah. saying that. you just saying that, no. Look, <laughs> <laughs> really, you, you're saying Phil Jackson had a bad career because he's had good players. It's his fault he's had good players. Two of the greatest players of all time, He's coached. Obviously, it's his come. fault. It's his fucking fault. <laughs> Phil Jackson, you should not sleep it tonight because you had fucking Michael Jordan and you had Kobe Bryant. You should not be able to sleep tonight. I wouldn't be able to sleep either. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <they're> great <laughs> okay, I just, coaching me. I just wanted to make sure so that gets through my thick skull that uh, I heard that right. So I, I I need to tell myself that. When I go to bed tonight, I will, I'm not sleeping because Phil Jackson better not be sleeping either because, you know. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. But no, the Cavs. Cavs don't want, I don't think the Cavs want to give up uh, love. The Knicks want love for uh, Melo, which I think it would it's be a fair trade. Happen. The Cavs don't want to give up love. They don't want to mess up the chemistry. They, they look at it as they think Evelyn's a great piece, the LeBron, and they won a ring last year, so what's stopping them from doing it? But I feel like LeBron, being LeBron, and I think he, even though know, deep down he says really he's yeah. fine with the roster, I feel like he wants Melo because he, he, he thinks he can get what he wants now. I mean, I mean, is it me or is there just a ridiculous amount of drama this year in the NBA? Yeah, it, it's a lot with Le- 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 LeBron and Charles Barkley like Rondo a- calling out uh, who You're the Draymond Bar- Green just called out Charles Barkley too. Well, Dude, Charles, Charles Barkley, Barkley talks ridiculous. A lot of shit. It's a reality TV show in the NBA. Draymond right now. Green said Charles Barkley doesn't have the right to talk because he doesn't have a ring, and everyone just tore him to shreds because of it. Like, I mean. <laughs> Draymond Green is I fucking love it. I hate Draymond Green. I love But for Jeremy that Green. quote, I fucking love him. Cause Charles Bargain here right now. No, I Who would have Draymond Green having LeBron James back. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it takes a special sort of something to get him to be in his corner. Well, what, LeBron hit that which everybody knew that was luck. Like if you were that if That's clutch. If, clutch if, if, in if, there. That, if you were that Okay, okay. He made it because of LeBron. Yeah, I don't think any other players. But it, it was a lucky shot for him, and it just pissed me off how he says that wasn't, like... He, he said it wasn't a one-a-million shot for him, but maybe for somebody else it is. Like, dude, you know... Like, Kobe Bryant can even tell you, like, he if he made that shot, like, he got lucky on it. Like, he put it off the backboard, bro. You know, When me, you shoot a basketball, you don't aim for the backboard unless you're doing a layup. You don't think he's saying that kind of just taking a shot at everyone saying he can't make big shots? Just fucking with people saying... For me, that's not one in a million. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I almost think he knows he's fucking kidding. I don't think he thinks that. I just just hate him because, dude, like, you get paid. All right, when you get paid to do a job, so, Evan, you work at Dix, you don't try to do your manager's job, and you don't try to, like, tell him how to do his job. Like, it it just pisses me off. You're paid to be a basketball player, and until you're paid to be the coach or the GM also and basketball player – Stay in your fucking line, like bro. You won a championship last year. The GM and the owner put a roster around you, like, it has to be so shitty going to work being that GM in Cleveland every day. I hate Cleveland, but it has to be so shitty, like all of that and it has to be the owner. Like somebody question my question you and they're he's really like he's really trying to get his way and basically saying, like, if you don't <laughs> if you don't put it my way, I'll leave again, like threatening them. So they kinda do have to listen to it, but like they're paid. They have that title, LeBron. Your title is to be a fucking player, not the player slash GM. Like, yeah, I, it, it pisses me off. Yeah, I. He needs to stay in his fucking lane. He's getting. T- he's getting too big. Everybody's reaching out and bitching at other people. Stay it's a bunch fucking of focused. It's literally just yeah. You know stay focused on your like. fucking game. Play your shit. You know why I think he might be doing it though? To be honest, I think he realizes he's getting old. He's thirty two. Um, I feel like he's trying to race for rings. Yeah, dude. He's trying he's to race for rings. With the Warriors. Because he knows that, like, he has to race for rings, like, for his career legacy. Like, Kobe has five, Jordan Le- has six. Like, I mean, yeah, he said that for years that he's trying to catch the ghost in Chicago, whatever the fuck he said. That he's trying to catch. Co- I mean, you can't. You, like, everyone said, you can't be considered the best unless you at least match Jordan's rings. He could have seven with the roster he has now. Like, if. Uh, all said and done. If LeBron has seven with top two player, like, big players on his team, I still think Kobe's fucking... LeBron could have... He's not having but... It's because you hate Le, LeBron. LeBron could have seven rings, but all I gotta say, LeBron did seven with other people. Kobe did two by himself, because you. I'll give you three... You can say three of Shaq, go ahead. That's fine. I'll take the bullet there. Kobe has five, but Kobe did two on himself. I just don't know why it has to be by yourself. Like, I don't... I hate LeBron like, James, and that's why, yeah. I, you're right, I do. I hate LeBron James... Just like that. I hate him before he left Cleveland. It's not like I was a Cavs fan. I fucking hate that motherfucker. Like, I always hated him. And it just does the more like this shit that's going on now. I don't see anybody can like him besides a Cleveland fan. What I don't understand is how like a person like Russell Westbrook, everyone's like, look at these amazing stats he's putting up. But he can't do it by himself. He needs someone to help him. But LeBron can't just be the best. And like he pretty much did it by himself when he was in Cleveland the first time. Look what the fuck happened! He didn't when... though. Yeah, but he got and in... yeah because he didn't have enough around him. He the next didn't they best play... player. Didn't was... they? Who did they play? They with? got waxed by the Spurs four nothing four oh, and then they got beat by or Orlando like Who's the year the... Yeah, or that's or what they say the Orlando like Orlando was so fucking good that tells you how strong the NBA was. No, Orlando NBA fucking all they only had was Dwight Howard. That shows you how strong the NBA was then wasn't strong at all. Yeah, because the people the fucking. Um, LeBron's sidekick was Mo Williams and besides they had Delonte West who was fucking his mom on the side so <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean how do you I mean then he leaves and literally the Cavs get what like three straight years of lottery picks not winning 20 games dude, and how, he comes back and he turns them into a 65 dude, win how team. about Anthony Bennett yeah, like, dude, dude that like, just shows how awful the Cavs organization is, and that's why LeBron has to fucking do everything for that damn team. No, they draft the Kyrie Irving. All right, yeah, they got one good draft pick from LeBron to I Kyrie mean, Irving. NBA, it's harder to get good, like, I mean, I think it, at least for me it is. Like, NFL, like, you could have the number one pick for five, like, three, four sh- straight years, and you're going to like, two or three of those players are going to be impactful immediately. And the NBA, I feel like it's like one like you got five straight years number one pick and like realistically your best chance is having one of those five being really good like, yeah because if you think about I mean you have like 13 people on a damn roster yeah like and then league so much smaller you you start five people about eight people play probably eight to nine people and then I bet the first 20 people besides a player like draymond Green who was a second round draft pick the first twenty round pe- twenty people are like the only people and half of that don't even stay relevant. Yeah. those are the only ones even guaranteed really a spot on the roster. Right. The first twenty picks. If that. I mean that's yeah. that might even be a stretch. Yeah. I mean, depending if it's a really deep class. I mean yeah. like the year that Kentucky had like their whole damn starting five coming out. I mean Fuck Kentucky. I mean when one fourth of the first twenty picks are kids from Kentucky obviously the rest of the 15 are going to be star players from whatever school they went to so like you're like that yeah 20 kids but maybe 15 like the lottery that's why they call it the fucking lottery because you hit the lottery with these players hopefully at the end of the day it all comes down to this they're having a fucking shovel sale in Cleveland right now LeBron's (laughs) trying to bury all of ownership and take over the whole damn organization (laughs) Alrighty, that sums up that topic. Uh, we're gonna head over to our final topic of the night, old <laughs> Sam De La Torre's betting line. Uh, what do you got for us, Sam? All right, two and so, one now. Two and I'm one. Two and one now. I forget what I told you to bet last time. Knicks um, over over Brooklyn. Yeah, and they covered like by uh, I think they covered by oh a few points. Four points, I think it was. Yeah. Um, tomorrow I got Purdue. Um, they are given two and a half to. Is it Indiana? I believe so. I've, I fucking lost. All I know, take Purdue tomorrow. Hold on. <laughs> I, I was looking at it earlier. earlier. Um, He's so confident he don't even remember who they're playing. Well, I'm telling you, I don't even give a fuck who they're playing. They're two and a half. Yeah, it is. Uh, they're playing Indiana at Indiana. They're minus two and a half. I would take Purdue. I think they're going to win by, like, six. Put your money in Purdue. And we, my pick of the week. We actually got breaking news. One of our um, polls just went final from a past show. Will McGregor and Mayweather fight happen? If so, who will win? And 34% of the votes, which was the most, was yes, and McGregor will win. There were only 47 votes, but I mean, fuck it. And we also had another one of ours go final, was the Reds. The Reds went 68-94 last season. How do you think they'll do this season? And 62% of 47 votes said they will go 75-plus wins next year. Wow, that's shocking. I mean, shit. I mean, I was listening to, I forget who the hell it was on the way here, and he said um, he sees, even with Homer Bailey going down for the beginning of the year, he sees them as a 77-82 to win ball club or something. No, 74-78 to win ball club this year so I mean it it falls right in line he must have voted in our poll I don't know but (laughs) alrighty ladies and gentlemen uh, that sums up our uh, episode today once again follow us on twitter at LJ underscore sports talk Uh, if you want to email us some topics you'd like us to touch on that's LJ sports talk at gmail.com once again take Purdue uh, Sam Del uh, didn't even know who the hell they are playing but uh he's, got he's a lot of very, very confident that they will cover. So follow us on uh, LJ follow us on Twitter. Vote in our poll question. Take Purdue. I don't know what the hell what the hell else you want from us but we'll be back. Go Pats, go Duke, and LJ Sports is out.